Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hey there. Today I wanted to have a little combo with you all about overstriding during your runs and why I think it's helpful to minimize or prevent it if you're someone who's possibly doing it. Now, today it's going to be a quick training tip. I'm kind of testing out this bite-sized piece of information for you. Kind of like those Costco samples. If you have a Costco membership or a Sam's Club membership, you know what I'm talking about. Those samples you get that hold you over when you're really hungry as you shop until you can eventually grab lunch or dinner. But also, I wanted to share this bite-sized piece of information with you today is because I know you're busy managing a whole bunch of things, and I thought offering you a quick nibble of information about overstriding, it just might be something you can quickly implement. Now, with all there is to know about running, which can oftentimes feel a bit overwhelming, I also thought it would be helpful to give you a quick and simple way, some, a quick and simple adjustment that you can make with your running or as you get started as a new runner um, that are really an important or is an important way to get you up and out the door over and over again. And I feel that I can do this by providing this bite-sized piece of information and hopefully continue offering these bite-sized pieces of information even though I can totally give you a whole meal on the topic. So grab those earbuds of yours if you don't already have them in. Take me with you on your walk, your run, or with whatever you're doing right now. And let's dive into a bite-sized piece of information on overstriding. Now, let me just say this real quick. If you are someone who's listening in right now and you've been running for some time, and you think you already know all there is to know about overstriding, I'd like to challenge you to stick around with me because I do believe you'll snag at least one new insight from today's episode. Because oftentimes, as we go about our running, there are times that we're either in a different state of mind when we listen to something, or we're at a different stage with our running, and we often hear things differently. Or we need the information when we maybe didn't need it, let's say, a year ago. So if that's you, I hope you'll consider sticking around and hanging out with me for just a bit today. So what I wanted to chat with you about um, as it relates to overstriding is I want to really help you understand first and foremost what stride length is, because you might be somebody that has no idea what that is. I also want to help you understand what overstriding is, um, let you know why many runners do it, also why you want to minimize or prevent it. I'm going to just briefly explain why it's also less common with trail running, 
And then ultimately, I really want you to walk away or run away today, understanding how being aware of overstriding will keep you running strong and staying injury free. So does all of that sound pretty good to you? Well, I sure as heck hope so. Okay, when it comes to stride length, what that is, plain and simple, it's the distance between your front foot or your leading foot from your back foot when you're running, okay? I'm not going to get into running form and stride rates and stride assessments. Um, That's actually something I go into detail in inside my gear up and go two day boot camp. But for the purposes of today's episode, I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page with what stride length, you know, means. All right. So what exactly do I mean by overstriding? Since that's what I really wanted to talk with you about today. Overstriding is the lengthening or overstretching of your stride when you're running where your front foot is too stretched out in front of you and too stretched out over your center of gravity when you're running. Now, if you are running right now as you're spending some time with me, check in right now with how far out in front of you you're placing your foot as you run. Now, if you notice you're doing that, just know that you are not alone in this. So many other runners do this as well for a few, a few reasons, which I'll go into in just a second. But usually it's because um, they're not leaning forward as much as they should from their ankles while they're running. That's called a forward lean. A lot of times um, when people are working on their forward lean, they actually lean from their, their hips. But really you want to be leaning at an angle forward from your ankles. And so a lot of times people will overstride or overstretch their stride because they are not leaning forward as much as they should, but instead they're running more like a puppet. You know, just imagine a string being on the top of your head and someone's pulling from the top straight up and down. And when you run like a puppet instead of with that forward lean, Um, When you do that, your foot, your front foot during your running gait cycle, it kind of kicks out in front of you. And like I said, it kicks out in front over your center of gravity and your knee tends to be in a more extended position and more out in front of your hip. Okay. So a lot of times it does have to do with whether or not you're leaning, you know, forward, that forward lean or running more like a puppet But sometimes people overstride because they have tight hip flexors. And this can cause, um, you know, these tight hip hip flexors can cause this overstriding and this overstretching um, because of that lack of range of motion, that reduced range of motion at the hip. Okay, so those are a couple of reasons that it does happen. But honestly, in my experience as a running coach now for over 15 years, more often than not, runners overstride for three main reasons that actually have nothing to do with the two I just shared with you. The first one is because they think by overstretching with their stride, they're going to cover more ground quicker. The second thing they think is they'll produce a faster time overall with whatever distance they're trying to cover, or they do it because they think they will increase their pace per mile. And most of the time, None of those things happen. 
What unfortunately tends to happen with overstriding and why I wanted to chat with you about it today is that overstriding increases the risk of injury with your hamstrings. And it does this because of that excessive knee extension that I just mentioned. When you reach or place that front foot too far out in front of you, over lengthening your hamstrings with that excessive knee extension. Now, it is absolutely normal to have a small amount of knee extension as you're running. That's just normal, but not to the degree that overstriding creates. So again, check in with yourself if you're running right now and just make note of how far out in front you're putting that foot and if you have that forward lean and how much stretch there is in your hamstring or check in with yourself next time you go out on a run um, and just, you know, take a look at that and get a feel for that. But also the other thing that happens with overstriding is that it actually uses up a lot more precious energy of yours. And that really causes you to get tired more quickly when you're running. You're just expending way too much energy than, than is really necessary because it physically takes more energy with your upper body and your overall body to create that overstretched stride. And you're really just not being as efficient as you possibly could if you just didn't do it. All right. And so not only with that increased risk of injury and the amount of energy you're going to be expending that really isn't um, efficient or economical, you're going to see this inefficiency. It's usually going to show up or um, how it's often reflected is in a couple of ways. So first, what you're going to see is that your pace per mile is not consistent over the length of your run. Your miles later in your run tend to be slower per mile than your beginning miles, again, because of that energy expenditure that really isn't necessary. And then the other way you're going to see this show up is that your time overall, meaning how long it takes you to complete a certain distance, because of that energy expenditure, it's really going to take you a lot longer to complete that di- that distance because of the effort it takes to try and maintain or sustain that stride length. And you just get fatigued sooner. And I get it. I can totally see how, you know, lengthening your stride can appear to be the better option. You think, okay, if I lengthen my stride, I'll cover more ground. And maybe you do cover more ground temporarily in the beginning of your run. But overall, it's not sustainable and it's exhausting. And then on top of all that, when you overstride, you know, you increase the impact on your body as your foot, it's usually your heel, as it makes contact with the ground. Again, because your feet are higher off the ground when you run with an overstretched stride and your foot is kicked out over your center of gravity more out in front of you. Your heel hits the ground first and creates more impact and more stress on your body overall. Okay. And if we compare that to a a shorter stride length, when you're running with a a shorter stride length, that is actually going to reduce that impact because a shorter stride does a better job of absorbing 
each and every time your feet hit the ground, it does a better job of absorbing that impact, primarily because your forefoot and your midfoot, they do a better job than your heel of absorbing that impact as you run. Because you're leaning forward, you're landing more on the forefoot or the midfoot. And that's when people say, oh, they have a a forefoot strike or a midfoot strike. Okay. Can you picture that? Does that make sense with the heel kind of making contact with um, the ground first as you kick that foot out in front of you if you're overstretching and overstriding? I hope so. Now, the other thing I do want to mention, um, if you are somebody that is either a current trail runner or you're considering getting into trail running, one of my favorite types of running, just know that with trail running, more often than not, overstriding is not as big of a concern because usually on the trails, you're navigating rocks and roots and sometimes boulders if it's a more technical trail. And you're taking smaller steps to do this. And you're also moving more laterally, more side to side with a shorter stride naturally because you're having to pay more attention to where you place your feet on the trail. So if that's you, um, I'm not necessarily saying that this information doesn't apply because it might. You might be running on a more flat groomed trail. But for the most part, with trail running, it's less of a concern to overstride. It, it doesn't happen as much. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned to you that I ultimately wanted you to walk away or run away with this bite-sized piece of running information, that little snickety snack to hold you over. Because my hope for you is not only that I help you find ways to make your running feel easy and enjoyable, but that you're able to keep running strong, to stay running injury free, and ultimately create a sustainable running practice. And being aware of whether or not you're overstriding when you're running, being able to minimize or prevent it altogether is truly one of the many ways you can have all of that. So as I wrap up today, you know, and I shared this bite-sized piece of information, I really would love it. Let me know what you thought about this episode topic. If it was helpful to you or not, if condensing it down, distilling it down into this bite-sized, you know, what do you need to know um, and how to go kind of take action with it. If it was helpful to you or not, let me know. And one way you can do that, it would be hugely valuable to me, I'd love it, um, is writing a review, you know, from whatever podcast player you're listening in from. You can usually find that link in your podcast player right below all the episodes as you scroll down. So I'd love it if you would take a couple minutes. Let me know what you thought about today's Bite Size episode and help you know, help me to continue offering you information that actually helps you with your running, your fitness, and your overall well-being. All right. I'd appreciate that. All right, my friend. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. And until next week, go grab your running shoes, lace up, and go enjoy the beautiful outdoors. Outdoors.